What would life look like if our good intentions were inspired enough, empowered enough, and challenged enough so that all those dreams became real, tangible good in the world? On Practice Good Podcast, you will find authentic stories, challenging conversations, and real responses that will inspire, empower, and challenge your social impact journey. But this isn't all. Good business and good programs and good social enterprise are only as good as the health of their leader. And on this podcast, we will pay special attention, not only to the good that we give to the world, but to the good that we live within ourselves, our soul care. Welcome to Practice Good, a podcast for changemakers. I'm your host, Shiloh Kashima, practitioner of good, pastor, and mom of two spicy Nigerian littles. Get ready as we turn your good intentions into positive change. Hey everybody, I am so excited you've joined us today. Today we're gonna talk about a book that I recently started reading called The Compound Effect. So to kind of set this up and preface it a little bit, I wanted to share with you kind of how I got to reading this book and um, really why I am looking forward to sharing it with you guys today. So about last week, I was sitting down with my friend Rachel, and uh, Rachel has a awesome online business. It's six figures. She's not only teaching people how to start their online business and using Pinterest to create monetized ways of increasing that business. She also has used her business to help and impact the world. And I have a special bond with her. We go to the same church and we also both ironically have intercultural families. Um, she and I are both white and from America and we traveled a lot and studied abroad and did all these things. And along the way, we met our husband. So my husband is Nigerian, born and raised, and her husband is from Senegal, born and raised. So we both have two little kids and I had the awesome honor and privilege of hosting her baby shower for her newest little one, Gabrielle, this past year. So we were sitting down the other day and we were just chatting about our dreams and our goals and really where we wanted to be in 10 years and what God had for us. And I began to show her some pictures of some things that my husband and I are doing in Nigeria. Um, We've always kind of had this heart for social enterprise. We're just always looking for ways that we can invest in people. And one of the ways that we love to do that is by providing jobs um, because this creates long-term sustainability for families who are predominantly in countries that are currently developing. So One of the ways we love to do that is in Nigeria. And so he partnered with a friend of his and we decided to take on a portion of investing in a restaurant that they're starting together called Chicken Republic. And it has been so fun to watch the process of that. And last, uh, about a month ago, really, Uh, We were able to do our grand opening and it was so exciting. We had all these photos and the celebration was just incredible. Um, We weren't able to be there due to COVID, but my husband's planning to fly out in a couple of months and we're so excited about um, just all the new developments and the hard work that they've been doing on the ground there. So last week I was sitting with my friend, Rachel, and uh, we were talking about this and she was like so excited about this. And so we began to talk about our investments and I told her how we are reading this book by Tony Robbins on money mastery. Um, That is not the book I'm going to respond to today, but it is an excellent book. Um, But I told her about our dream of becoming financially independent. Um, My husband works full time at our church um, as the lead pastor. I co-lead with him. And as of about 
about a year and a half ago, I decided to be bivocational and I actually work full time at a nonprofit and run the operations there where we uh, really help people or the community, people who are struggling with um, predominantly generational poverty and sometimes situational poverty. Uh, We help them and empower them to get jobs um, in kind of the changing economy. So we do free classes and that has been such an honor to be a part of that team with that mission. And so our dream has always been to really become financially independent so that we can not depend on the resources or funding from the organizations that we serve. It is our dream to walk in one day and say, we are working for free because we believe in this mission and this cause so much and we don't need to take another dime. I mean, what a goal, right? What a passion. We love what we do. We love what we do. We love helping people. But at the end of the day, we would love to be financially independent so that we don't have to worry about all the things that everybody worries about. But then in addition, we could be using that money in our organizations to help at a greater and exponential rate than we are now. Um, Makes sense, right? Uh, We just want to replace our income so that we can spend our time continuing to practice good in the world and not have to worry about finances or the kids' college fund or helping our families and all of that. But all of that would be income that's generated in other ways. So as Rachel and I were talking about this, she looked at me and she goes, oh my goodness, you have to meet Christina and Iman. They started an online journey called Our Rich Journey. And in eight years, they decided that they were going to become financially independent. Well, it took them eight years. And they basically um, changed out their income to be able to kind of work for themselves. They call it retired, but the reality is like they both worked for the government for a long time. And one day Amon came home and he's like, I had my 10 year anniversary and I got a paper. And the guy next to me had his 30 year anniversary and he got a certificate too. And it said, congratulations. He's like, is this what I'm giving my life towards? Like, I love what I'm doing. I love my people. I love my team. But at the end of the day, like, am I living my values? And they decided at that moment they were going to retire early. And it took them eight years, eight years. And so they have created this online podcast. So people, um, it's a podcast and YouTube channel and all these things where people can kind of follow and learn from what they do. And what I love about them is that they are researchers. She went to law school, like they are researchers. They get into the nitty gritty. They're not just there to really help you feel Feel like you got something quality, but they want to give you real quality. So my husband and I, we were on vacation this last week with our kids and we became obsessed with their passion for research and teaching financial literacy. All while we were on vacation last week, we put the kids to bed in our hotel room and we stayed up late at night planning our investments and all the different things we were going to do to save and put money away and make more money so that we can one day walk in like our dream and tell the people that we serve we don't need to take money as for this job anymore. We can serve completely free. Uh, This is so important to us. It's funny because when I was younger, someone said to me, "Um, Shiloh, you did your life backwards. And I was like, what do you mean? And they were like, you started with helping people and later realized, oh, crap, I have to pay my bills. And I was like, oh, you're right. (laughs) A lot of people go into life and just get a good job and make money and be successful. And then you hit midlife crisis and you like want to give back to the world. 
And I kind of did this like flip of that, where at 16 years old, 17 years old, I wanted to be a pastor. I began to work with um, at-risk youth. Um, I was a missionary for a long time. I traveled to like 14 countries doing development work and um, just a lot of different things. And during that time, realized it was like this awakening. Oh my goodness, how do you live off of this life? And someone later told me, Shiloh, you can't help others if you're broke. And I agree, but I don't agree at the same time. There's a lot of ways to help even if you're broke. But at the same time, if you're not broke, there's a lot more ways that you can help. There's a lot of truth in that. It's funny. My mom always used to say to me, Shiloh, if you made a ton of money, I know what you would do with it. And I'm like, what would I do? And she said, you would buy a good pair of jeans and then you would give the rest away. And it's so funny. She's so right. My heart and our heart in our house and in our family is to be able to not rely on any type of funding from the work that we do and the help that we give and the partnerships that we do to serve the world, um, but to be financially independent. So all of this leads to the book that I want to talk to you about today. And it's called The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. And um, he's from Success Magazine. He's spent so much time in his life listening to and talking with and getting to know successful people in the world. And he brings this concept in this book called The Compound Effect. Now, I know what you're probably thinking. This is all about investments. This is not what I was expecting on today's podcast, but hold on just a second. I know this sounds like the investments and it's true. It does sound like investments, but at the same time, it's a little something different. It's about this idea that everything we do has a compounding effect, right? Everything we do. If you look at what Dave Ramsey teaches, he's like, you know, these credit card companies basically take, you know, a percentage, you give them this money, and then they basically compound interest on it. And eventually one day, if you keep paying your minimum payments, you're never going to get out of that debt. And they love it. They have big high rise buildings. They're doing great, right? It's like this, this trick that you can't get out of. And investing in the stock market or index funds or your 401k is like flipping that game upside down and you become that company, like that credit card company. You become, you really have this snowball effect of interest coming back your way, but it doesn't come in the short term, it comes in the long term. So the book, The Compound Effect, um, is really taking this idea of compound interest and turning it on its head in terms of habits, which I love. My husband just did this excellent series on habits at the church, and um, it really, really challenged me to kind of begin thinking about every single thing that I'm doing and how it is snowballing into something down the road, right? We have the ability to to choose every single action we do. And we think that they don't have big effects. But in reality, if you continue that small, simple action consistently, it leads to something huge later on, whether it's good, whether it's bad, or whether it's neutral. Even neutral choices lead to some kind of compounding interest later on. Crazy, right? I love this idea. Like, I just can't even, I love this idea. And I, I want to pull it apart because you're probably thinking, why are we even talking about this today? Because 
in my practice of good, right? This idea that we are all on this journey of practicing good in the world. I've found that I kind of sink back into a place every few years where I take care of everyone else and not myself. I usually sit in this place for a few months until I snap out of it and realize what I want with my life. Every action is compounding. Your actions to help others compound as they are empowered, as they empower their children and their children's children and everyone they touch. And in the same way, every personal action that we take as we take care of our advocate souls also compounds. If we continue to wear ourselves out daily without being just as passionate about our own soul care as we are about others, the interest we will pay later on will be burnout, our health, and even the loss of joy for helping. This is the conversation I wanted to get to today, right? This idea that we can take a simple action, small, minimal, sometimes too easy to even consider a decision and we can do it consistently over time and it will compound and lead us to places that we want to be. So I'm going to challenge you in three ways today. This book um, really helped me see three things that I wanted to take away with my life and I want to challenge you that in that way as well. So here's my response to this book, The Compound Effect. Um, It is number one to walk away from this and take an inventory of your own self-care. Now, self-care is a part of soul care. Um, I'll dig more into soul care later on, but self-care is a huge part of soul care. And I have a great counselor and she has a great inventory that I have taken that has really helped me ask the hard questions and get on a real honest Um, place with myself, like looking in the mirror and saying, where am I at in my life with taking care of my mind, my body, my soul, my joy, my friendships, my relationships, all of these things that make me who I am. And in that, I was able to really make some decisions out of that. So you can also Google uh, self-care inventory. Uh, There's tons of good ones out there. I did it for you just to make sure. And you can grab one of those and just begin asking yourself the hard questions. So number one, take an inventory of your own self. Number two, treat your habits like an index fund. So if you're like me and in this journey of learning financial, financial speak or verbiage, you're learning about the index fund, which is you can you can invest your money in Facebook or a stock. And if that stock goes down, you're pretty much screwed. Or you can invest in an index fund, which is tiny little bits of money spread out through several different organizations with the hope and knowledge that in time, there is always an eight to 10% um, inflation rate over you know, an annual basis. So over 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, when if a stock market drops or you have a recession, one stock might really hit the ground. But if you're invested in an index fund, you might actually be okay because over the long haul, inflation still continues to grow. So Treat your habits like an index fund. Okay, so this one's fun. Um, Instead of trying to overhaul all of your habits in the same day, which is totally what I do. I'm like, I'm going to do this great. I'm going to start caring for myself and doing soul care and having time with friends. And I do so many big choices that it is so hard to sustain, right? And we give up. 
and we begin to just go back to our habits of I'm just going to help other people because that's seriously what I'm good at and I am not good at taking care of myself. But in the end, it doesn't work. So I'm going to encourage you, treat it like the index fund. Do small, simple acts consistently. Pick two small changes that you could do in 10 minutes each. Now, I'm serious, less than 10 minutes, because, right, you're thinking, I could do two new things in 10 minutes that are going to help me. Um, That's 20 minutes, right, in a day. And each month, add two more. Allow yourself to gain that routine and that habit over that month. So by the end of one year, you'll have 24 tiny new investments in your life. It takes less than three hours a day by the end of that year, and it compounds over time. Remember, compounding means it snowballs into an effect that takes less effort later on, just a little bit of effort now, and eventually those effects are so big that it looks like it's out of the blue, but really it's been dividends on the simple, small actions you've taken now. I love this. If you are reading this book, The Compound Effect, it's actually free right now if you're an Audible member. Um, They have some free options there for, I don't know if I have a certain level of membership, but I was just told the other day, you have some new free options. And so I was listening. And there is a part in this book where he talks about three friends who are predominantly the same age, predominantly from the same community, predominantly making about the same amount of money, predominantly the same weight. And one of them decided to eat 100 less calories a day. Not a big deal, just changing from mayonnaise to mustard, you know. Um, Another one chose to just have an extra beer every night. Not a big deal, right? And the other one chose to do nothing, just stay the same. Over a year, you couldn't really tell the difference between the guys. They're still pretty much the same, but same. But over two years, they were the person who took the 100 calories less ended up 30 pounds lighter than the guy who did nothing. And the one who decided to have an extra beer every night, although you couldn't see the results right away, in two, three years time, he ended up being 30 more pounds. So there was almost a 60 pound difference between the guy who chose the beer every night versus the guy who chose to change from mayonnaise to mustard. So these effects and these habits always compound. So number two, treat your habits like an index fund. And number three, get a journal. Consider the people that you serve, that you're, the people that you're helping or the people that you partner with, the people that you're passionate about. And think about all the things you tell them. All the things you say to them to encourage them and challenge them and empower them and motivate them and pretend like they were struggling with taking care of themselves like you are, right? Soul care. They're busy taking care of everybody else, their kids, their mom, their dad, running from thing to thing to thing. And at the end of the day, they are suffering emotionally, mentally, physically, socially, all these different aspects. What would you say to them? And take your journal, write it out, and then pick it up tomorrow and read it to yourself. And read it to yourself every single morning until those two new habits become routine. Now, maybe that is going to be one of your two new habits, right? Those two small investments that you're going to wake up every morning and read to yourself that motivation, right? 
you can do this. Remember, everything compounds and everything small and consistently will grow exponentially bigger over time. You can do this. Number one, take an inventory of your own self-care. Number two, treat your habits like an index fund. And number three, get a journal and write down that motivation. You can do this. Read it every day. Take care of yourself. The world is counting on your health, inspiration, and passion. I'll talk to you guys later. Hey, did you love today's episode of the Practice Good Podcast? If you did, would you head over to iTunes and give us a quick review? I would love to read what you have to say. And of course, it helps us to grow this community. Also, don't forget to share this episode with one or two of your friends who are social entrepreneurs or change makers or aspiring change makers. I would love to have them join the conversation and I can't wait to talk to you on our next episode.